3: Live from San Diego and Brooklyn, New York, you're listening to The Solis Report! Tonight's guest from TheActionNetwork.com, Matt Friedman! Later, the boys talk ravens, John borrows a sketch, and Devin gets a tattoo! Featuring Devin McIntyre and The Solis Report Band! And your host, John! Thank you. Thank you all so much. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. Thank you all. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Okay. Thanks, guys. Um, uh, Dev, I don't know if you were paying attention, but uh, last Thursday night was Halloween. Did you hear that? Uh, uh, Halloween, one of my favorite holidays. Uh, uh, what'd you do? Did you do anything fun?
4: Oh, last Thursday night. Uh, oh, no, it, it was uh, it was pretty rainy and windy, uh, I remember. Uh, I stayed home and I watched the invasion of the body catchers.
3: Oh yeah, the uh, classic sci-fi horror movie. Um, uh, always a good choice. Uh, but isn't it a, a? Did you say body catchers? I'm pretty sure it's invasion of the body snatchers. The uh, body snatchers.
4: Oh, sorry. No, I was watching the Thursday night football game. Uh, Andy Isabella broke out with his first NFL touchdown. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Uh, Dev, I-, I know nobody cares about my fantasy teams, uh, but I got to share this. I'm so excited to have just drafted Mitch Trubisky.
4: Uh, I wouldn't be too excited about that. Uh, what, what kind of league also is drafting in Week 10? Is this one of those free midseason leagues?
3: Oh, uh, no, sorry. I- it's an XFL Devi league. <laughs>
4: no, that That's good. Yeah, yeah. Good. He'll be yeah they'll be creeping up into value in the next year too
3: that's the plan man uh,
4: this is a little bit on a serious note but i think everybody's aware of this devastating power outage in california yep yep Con- confluence of a lot of factors of course but this is this ultimately is a management thing i mean one of the worst run companies maybe in modern history absolutely but yeah but it 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 does look like firing Ken Wizenhunt may have done the trick. (laughs) Power outage seems to be over. All right,
3: okay, calm down, calm down, calm
4: down. (laughs) You know, speaking of the Chargers, the Athletic reported that the NFL is considering moving the team to London. Uh, Philip Rivers is having his minivan outfitted with a jet engine so he can still commute. (laughs) He values that family time
3: he's <laughs> not taking a plane <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's, he's rigging up the minivan with, a, with some turbo jets alright All right. Um,
4: he has to be able to bring the whole crew you know
3: <laughs> I believe that alright uh, um, Dev, uh, you know I have a well known love of uh, Patriots coach Bill Belichick right
4: yes you're, you're a big fan
3: Yeah, I mean, everybody, everybody who knows me knows I'm a diehard uh, Belichick man, but uh, I wanted the world to know. So uh, I took a risk and I commemorated my love for uh, for double B uh, by getting a a, a big uh, old English B tattooed on each of my uh, butt cheeks. Bill Belichick, one on each uh, Bella cheek. You like that? That's
4: a bit extreme. Uh, what What did your fiancé have to say about that?
3: Maggie? Uh, well, it's funny you Dev. Uh, after it healed, I, I surprised her. I bent over and I, I showed her, and, and you know what she said?
4: What did she say?
3: She said... <laughs> she said, Who's Bob?
4: All right. <laughs> 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 uh yeah you know what's funny is that i actually i i have a similar story i did the same thing Uh and uh uh my my wife said uh she said that's a deal breaker and i said why why just because i commemorated my favorite coach uh with a tattoo on my butt cheeks and she (laughs) she said no that your favorite coach is bill o'brien
3: Uh, uh dev i'm sure you're aware we get a, a ton of fan mail on this show uh reach out at solis report at devon mci on twitter and uh i don't know if you know this but uh we have a lot of listeners in spanish speaking countries i guess a uh, solis report kind of clued them in that this might be a spanish friendly show did you hear that dev
4: i did hear that yes i i've been getting the messages
3: you know, um, I think we should do one for our Spanish-speaking audience, uh, and I'm going to apologize in advance. Uh, my Espanol is is not too good. Dev, I know yours is very good, so everybody get your hopes up, but uh, what do you say? Can we do a joke in Spanish, guys? Yeah? Yeah, Dev, you in?
4: Yeah, I'm in. I'm in.
3: Okay, let's give her a go. Uh, say, Dev, uh, K Juju Smith-Schuster Tiene una tienda donde vende zapatos personalizados.
4: Wow, eso es excelente. Uh, ¿Cómo se llama? Uh,
3: se llama Juju Smith Shoe Store. <laughs> 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 All right, I hope you guys, uh I hope you guys like that one. We've got a great show for you tonight from fantasylabs.com, Mr. Matt Friedman. Uh, Dev and I are going to uh, borrow an old late-night staple, and we're going to go through the top ten, and then we're going to talk about some Baltimore Ravens. Uh, tonight's show is brought to you by Untuck It and Manscaped, and this advertiser coming right up. You know, folks, support for the show has been overwhelming, but uh, Dev and I, we can always use some more money. Uh, Dev, could, could you use some more money?
4: always use a few more bucks john
3: oh yeah we're all about those bucks here at the show uh, so if you want to kick us some bucks uh reach out at solis report at Devon mci uh, we'll give you our paypal address devin just got venmo so uh, if that was uh, uh stopping you before don't let it stop you now and i just got cash app too so remember uh, send the money uh, directly to us nowhere else directly to us Wow, what an ad, folks! Uh, I hope you didn't hit the old uh, plus thirty on that one. I hope you listen to that ad. Uh, trust me, if you listen to any of our ads, uh, that's the one you should be paying the most attention to. Isn't that right, Dev?
4: Yeah, definitely. Hit that backwards thirty, please.
3: <laughs> I think it's a. I think it's a minus fifteen. I think it's plus yeah. thirty minus fifteen.
4: Oh, is it? I thought it was fifteen both ways. I don't know. Maybe it depends. What? What? Uh, you know platform you're on
3: hey don't get this guy started on iphones dev that's one for another show buddy you and i are gonna (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna uh, hash out the iphone situation um but but no no uh there's one game i cannot shake and you know where i'm going with this i was waiting all day for sunday night okay and and the ravens and the patriots had a heck of a fight uh uh, the the stadium was rocking and uh, uh some other thing that rhymes I was waiting all day for Sunday Night Dev.
4: <laughs> yeah, that was you. you should be
3: place I mean, I, I feel like that
4: that singer is gonna have a long run there. Is it Carrie Underwood now? It's, it's, but, it's, but, it's
3: Carrie Underwood, but that is a throwback to what was actually by far the best uh, 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 Sunday Night Football song. It was like a, it was like a a, a southern hymn before hymn hymn before. M. Yeah, yeah. H y m n. The one that went. Whoa! I know i talking
4: about. I do. Yeah, people miss the people miss that.
3: Whoa. Nobody liked that one. Everybody likes waiting all day for Sunday night.
4: <laughs> but didn't they? Wasn't there some other anyway? You know, celebrities—they <laughs> come and they go. You're next. You're 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 next in line. I feel you, like
3: you like that croony. Uh... <laughs> yeah,
4: we got to build up support for this. We got to raise our. <laughs> gotta raise our clout level so that you can get in there for that job by okay. the time, by the time that slot appears.
3: I'm gonna prove you wrong, Dad, and I'm gonna get that job, and I'm gonna do a good job.
4: I was being dead serious. I'm, I'm gonna help you every step of the way.
3: Yeah, and you know what? I'm sorry for doubting you. Um. Okay. Well, uh, a fantastic intro. Aside, I'm talking about the Ravens and the Patriots, and it's no secret uh, the Ravens handed the Patriots their first loss on the broad shoulders of Lamar Jackson.
4: Yeah, this is exciting. I mean, I I don't know, I don't know if everyone watches that that much Ravens football, mm-hmm. but for those of us that do, you know, this is this was not even anything that special. Lamar Jackson is awesome. He's been awesome. And it's depressing that we don't have we, we could not we can't have 32 Lamar Jacksons in the league because there's only one like He is the one, but we could have like, we could have 31 other like 50% Lamar Jacksons, which would be still like 200% better than Ryan Tannehill, all these other guys. Like everyone complains, but the next thing you know, it's like we're going to have these sad sack white quarterbacks who can kind of run, Taysom Hill and stuff, and they're all going to be, everyone's going to be clamoring for them. And it's like, get with the program, NFL. This could be every game. Every game could be exciting. How about that?
3: I think I read somewhere that this was only um, only Lamar's second primetime game. I don't know if that's true, but um, I read that. And, and to be honest with you, uh, I'm a red zone watcher. I think most of our listeners are. Um, I can't remember the last time I sat down and watched a Ravens game in full. I don't think of them as a primetime team.
4: Yeah, that's probably true. I mean, even last year, they were like so run-heavy. And that doesn't necessarily, uh, it's not necessarily conducive to to uh, getting on the red zone, you know?
3: Yeah, yeah, no, true, fair, fair. Um, it, no, but it, it's, it's exciting this year. I think he threw something like uh, uh, 17 passes. Uh, did you read that? I think it was 17 passes, and it doesn't matter. He's just out there kicking ass, uh, working out of the pistol like 80% of the time, and nobody can do anything about it.
4: I mean he's so good that he that Mark Ingram is like even better than he was on the Saints. It's oh. like the it's like the RG3 effect except like Functional. multiple times more than that. Yeah, like <laughs> RG3 is, all, is is he still on the team? He might be on the team too, but uh yeah, I think no it is true. I remember a lot of those touchdowns early in the season were to like Hollywood Brown where it was like just first play of the drive, like 90-yard bomb to Hollywood Brown, and then they right. were just running out the clock for the rest of the game. So they were never on red zone because their touchdowns happened before they they <laughs> got anywhere close to the red zone.
3: So all their exciting plays, like you saw the
4: replay, but you weren't watching the game.
3: That's true. I, I never thought about that, but you're exactly right. Um, uh, would you, if you were starting a, a franchise today, would you take Lamar Jackson over Pat Mahomes?
4: No, probably not probably not just because if you're studying a real franchise I think uh you want the guy who probably has more longevity although I guess I guess Mahomes has the knee thing it's kind of weird they said like they were trying to play it off like his injury was not so severe and they were like oh there's no ligament damage he has really stretchy ligaments but you're like (laughs) that's that makes me nervous yeah. you know like they' are like oh, his kneecaps this constantly happens his kneecaps they just pop off pop pop back on he's <laughs> out for four weeks but no big deal you're like oh but uh yeah I mean what Mahomes does it's like and what Lamar Jackson does obviously if you're running 15 maybe 20 times a game or something that that obviously it's like a you know a balance between staying healthy but but so far you know Lamar Jackson's healthy. Mahomes is the one on the on the uh, that the well, no, he's not on the IR, but he's on the you know disabled list or whatever, the
3: DL. The the you know what? <laughs> We're gonna come back he's to that one. one, Dev. We're gonna come back. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, Dev, you know, uh, to be honest with you, I haven't seen an offense so reliant on the pistol uh, since the Bruce Willis movie, The Last Boy Scout. <laughs> wow, that's a good. I did the throwback. You like that one?
4: Not not that much. No? Not as much <laughs> as you.
3: <laughs> All right.
4: <laughs> I do like a good last Boy Scout reference. So that good. Yeah, thank you.
3: Thank you. <laughs> thank you. You're you're here fishing for uh, uh is it I R? Is it designated to return? And I'm just totally in the zone, waiting for my opportunity to use that uh, pistol reference. So. That's how that
4: yeah. happened. Yeah. Nice. You, you chose. You chose your spot wisely. It was, yeah. It's good. <laughs> Next time I start rambling about, you know, what the proper abbreviation for <laughs> some NFL institutional thing, just pop in there with a timely movie reference.
3: All right. Well, uh, at Devin's insistence, you know, I was gonna do the uh, the David Letterman style top ten, uh, but we're gonna make it top eleven just for you guys. Uh, so how about tonight, uh, Dev, we talk about the top 11 signs that you're a fantasy football analyst. This one's going to uh, uh, hit a little close to home for, uh, <laughs> for a lot of us.
4: Yeah, this might be too much introspection, honestly.
3: All right. Well, you know what? We can uh, charge uh, for a 45-minute therapy session. I'm hoping this show goes around <laughs> 45 minutes. So um, all right. Uh, uh, let, let, let take it from the top there, buddy. Uh, top 11 signs you're a fantasy football analyst.
4: Number 11, you can have an entire conversation in just acronyms.
3: I don't know if that's true, but uh, then again, uh, CMC does have the highest FPO EPA among RBs with R1 ADP. See, there you go. <laughs> the uh, uh, number 10 uh, sign that you're a fantasy football analyst, uh, you definitely called Lamar Jackson just before the season.
4: I got that right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I know you did, Devil. I you did.
4: The number nine sign that you're a fantasy football analyst. You know who Mo Alley Cox is.
3: Uh, uh, you know what? <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna ask you, who's Mo Alley Cox? Who is who who is that? I'm serious. <laughs> He's the third tight end
4: for the Colts. <laughs> but he's like a sleep he's been like a sleeper he's been like a sleeper who like never even ended up playing but like every for like three years in a row he's like watch out for and then they so like last year he was the sleeper and then they traded for eric ebron right and then before that they drafted him and he was because he's also one of those basketball guys so they were like because he's a basketball guy and they didn't expect him to be good right away it gave him this, like, long runway to be a sleeper, like, forever.
3: Oh, in the vein of, say, uh, a Ladarius Green. Right. Like, if he had ever failed
4: or even gotten a chance to play, then we'd have forgotten about him. We we're like, oh, he sucks. But because he, like, got injured and then yeah. you, you didn't expect him to be good or play much right away anyway. he so still just in the these, rapper. Yeah, you get the glimpses in, like, spring or in the summer uh, – in, in the summer games where you're just like he makes one catch and everyone's like,
3: this could be it but he was my
4: he was my like the guy behind the guy or whatever we called it
3: this, oh my this. God, stop plugging yourself for five seconds Devin thank you i'm I'm an analyst now. thank you for the education. Uh, the number eight sign you're a fantasy football analyst uh, your partner's never lost his or her work league and you know why
4: <laughs> that's, that's true that is a that is a true fact. you are a fantasy football analyst. Uh, Let's see, the number seven sign that you're a fantasy football analyst. You thought Ken Burns' documentary on the Civil War was about film guys versus analytics guys. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's a little sad. You should probably know. All right, fine. Fair. Fair.
3: Uh, uh, the number six reason, the number six sign that you're a fantasy football analyst, uh, you're currently getting your ass kicked by fans in the Scott Fish Bowl.
4: Yeah, I know, I am. Yeah, me
1: too.
4: Uh, let's see. The number five sign you're a fantasy football analyst. You're blocked by Kian on Twitter. <laughs>
3: uh, uh, K- uh, Kian Fahey? Is that right? Kian Fahey? I think that's right. Alright, uh, um, uh, this one's going to hit close to home uh, uh, The number four sign That you're a fantasy football analyst uh, Go on, admit it You're wearing basketball shorts right now Go on Look, look down, yeah, those are basketball shorts Yeah, those
4: are Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can play basketball on these <laughs> The number three sign You're a fantasy football analyst You have a podcast
3: Or well, you're listening to this one
4: that's the type.
3: I think our whole audience is like six guys who write for Rotovis. <laughs> and they all Re- have podcasts. They all do. They're all true. None of these. That's true. That's true. They all
4: kind of they're true.
3: The number two sign uh, that you're a fantasy football analyst. Uh, you have unusually strong opinions on IPAs and whether a hot dog is a sandwich.
4: And the number one sign That you're a fantasy football analyst (coughs) You were selected To run a crown league franchise
3: Oh Oh oh. Come on Come on Oh Oh
4: those guys didn't Yeah thank
3: you they didn't know they didn't know what they were
4: getting into anyway ever see an untucked button down shirt they don't look great why is that well they weren't made to be worn that way fashion doesn't have to be that complicated buy clothes that fit you wear them the way they were designed to be worn thankfully there's untuck it the original button down shirt actually designed to be worn untucked untucked shirts always fall at the perfect untucked length so you can have a casual and sharp look, no matter your size or shape. With more than 50 fit combinations, Untuck it shirts look great on tall, short, slim, and athletic guys of all ages. Untuck it has 80 brick and mortar stores, so there's probably a location near you. But if you're like me, you're an online guy, you can find your favorite Untuck it style on their website. They have a whole page devoted to helping you find your perfect fit. It's a great place to check out their different styles, colors. You can choose from wrinkle-free button-downs, super soft flannels, outerwear, and more. With Untuck It, your shirts will never look baggy, bulgy, too long, or too big again. So whether you're shopping for the perfect holiday gift or just trying to craft a smart, relaxed style of your own, Untuck It is the way to go. Visit UntuckIt.com and use the code BLUE for 20% off at checkout. That's U-N-T-U-C-K-I-T dot and promo code BLUE for 20% off
3: uh dev you ever hear of manscaping sure have john (laughs) oh that was a fast answer uh uh, so manscaping refers to um let's say below the belt grooming and support for blue wire comes from manscaped and that's the the number one company in manscaping Uh, they offer basically precision engineered tools uh, for your family jewels Uh, um I don't know if you've ever and gosh I'm sorry if this is this is too much but uh maybe you've nicked yourself maybe you've drawn blood it's a traumatic experience nobody likes this uh that's why manscaped redesigned the electric trimmer they call it the lawnmower and it has a proprietary skin safe technology so this trimmer won't nick or snag uh, anywhere that you wouldn't want to okay uh manscaping accidents they're finally a thing of the past so um, separately, I mean, maybe you're a, a hygienic person and you don't like the thought of using the same trimmer uh, down below uh, that you use on your your face and your head. So uh, you know, keep it clean. Get two trimmers, uh, one for one for above, one for below uh, uh, the belt. Um, I'm also gonna let you know that Manscaped has something called the Crop Preserver. Uh, which is uh, an anti-chafing uh, uh, male deodorant and moisturizer. Uh, you already put deodorant on your underarms. Uh, why would you neglect uh, places on your body with similar uh, sweat profiles? So uh, check out the Crop Preserver too. Uh, you're going to get 20% off and free shipping with the code BLUEWIRE at manscaped.com. That's past tense, manscaped.com. Always use the right tools for the job. Alright folks, welcome back Uh, We've got a real treat for you this evening Our first and only guest uh, from Fantasy Labs Formerly of Rotoviz.com, Currently of Rotoviz Podcast Network And Action Network Mr. Matt Freeman Wow, what a reception Um, Matt, thank you so much for joining us uh, today Thanks for taking the time to come on our show Yeah, I mean, what a great looking audience and uh, you guys look okay too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Y'all you look great. Thank you. Um, uh, Matt, uh, let's let's just start. Uh, what's what's going on in your life, man? What's what's new with you?
1: Uh, I mean, it's football season, so you know, just uh, in the middle of the grind. You know, uh, each week just seems to blend into the next week, and really, the only thing that separates them is uh, you know the injuries and what happens on the field. But uh, you know, it's just one day after day, and just you know, getting through it
3: you know um this this episode won't actually air until uh March of 2020 but uh, uh, uh Pat Mayhomes uh what a what a devastating blow we At this making... point the gang forgot that Pat Mayhomes is superhuman and lamented his grievous injury for some time uh, for your teams um but when i think of you and and football fandom um i think of the cowboys is that is that still the case are you a cowboys man at heart
1: yeah, I mean that—that's accurate. Uh, I have loved this team uh, for you know 35 years and hated them for about 34. Um, so yeah, yeah, a Cowboys fan uh, forever. But uh, included with that comes a a deep loathing of basically everything that the team has done since uh, we'll say like 1999. That seems probably accurate. <laughs> Uh, so you know we're on a good 20-year run of really wishing that uh, someone else was owning the franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, you know I think it's been about a decade since uh, Texas Monthly had Jerry Jones on the cover saying Jerry Jones is the devil. Or Maybe it was a question. Maybe the question was, is Jerry Jones the devil? Either way, uh, you know they were they were showing where they stood on it, uh, and not much has changed in the decade since then. Um, Jason Garrett amazingly is still the head coach of the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, after the first three weeks of the season, the team looked like a, a potential Super Bowl contender, you know, a, a, at least a team that could go far into the playoffs. And, uh, you know, as we are recording this right now, it looks like they might not even be a playoff team. Uh, so that's just kind of what it means to be a Cowboys fan. Uh, <laughs> Jason Garrett, I, I'm not even, uh, joking as I say this. He is literally the worst head coach in the league against the spread as a home favorite, Uh, which is maybe the most damning thing you could say about a coach that uh, when he is at home, when he's favored, when he has the edge, uh, he underperforms expectations more than anyone else. Uh, So as a Cowboys fan, uh, I love the team, but I also almost giddily enjoy betting against them anytime they are at home and favored uh and because i give myself that emotional middle where maybe they will actually win the game but the other team will cover and i will win twice um so that's yeah that's what it is to be a cowboys fan (laughs) uh
3: that is uh that's well Oh, sorry go ahead deb
4: Well, you know, there's the like Betteridge's Law of Headlines where in journalism, like any headline that asks a question can always be answered. No, I feel like that Texas Monthly is like the exception that proves
1: the rule. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't I don't think people were super hardcore into Twitter when that was released. Um, But like, I'm sure everyone looked at that and would have just been like, yes, you know, like that's that's the yes, of course. Yes. The answer is yes. Jerry Jones is the devil.
3: Um, uh, uh, Amari Cooper has to be your favorite addition like in 20 years, though, right? I mean, that's exciting. I'd be excited.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess it depends on how you you think about addition. So addition in that, like someone who wasn't originally on the team. um, Yeah, uh, I thought it was I thought they overpaid for him but I also thought that he actually might have a chance of returning value Um, the contract that they're going to have to give him is going to be obscene uh, and I always hate giving away first round picks. I thought that maybe they could have gotten him for a second or a third, but Mm. um, I I had a lot of friends, uh, you know, from Texas, like I'm, I'm on a, uh, an email thread or, you know, a text thread with friends from high school and college and stuff, uh, you know, talking about the Cowboys. And so all of them were down on the Amari Cooper train. I was like, well, like he might be better than you guys think he's going to be just because like what has happened in Oakland might not be representative. But I do think they overspend for him, which, like, I think that is the the right take. But yeah, in terms of someone who wasn't on the team originally uh, and uh, you know came in through a midseason trade, not even just like free signing. Uh, sorry, free agent signing. God, my dog is barking. But uh, yeah, not even free agent signing uh, or a trade. Uh, you know, in the off season. Yeah, uh, pretty amazing what he's been able to do.
3: You mentioned your your email uh, thread about the Cowboys with your friends from home, and I think we all have something kind of like that. Uh, have you found now that you're running your own fantasy website and network? Uh, like, do they give you any deference? or Are you still Matt from the block?
1: No, they don't. They don't pay attention to me at all. It's uh, <laughs> I mean, they 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 do, but they they don't. So you know, like if I give them interesting statistics, it's like, oh yeah, that's kind of cool, but. Uh, You know, like so, as a source of information, uh, maybe they pay attention to me, Um, but as someone who has an opinion derived from the information I have, they don't care. (laughs) I'm just, I'm just another guy, (laughs) and and that's
3: totally fine. In preparing for this interview, I read, um, I guess you could call it a mini biography of sorts. Uh, It's on. Your site, Fantasy Labs, uh, it kind of chronicles your path um, basically from the beginning and your academic achievements and uh, all of these varied, uh, really impressive uh, aspirations you had uh, and kind of your way getting into fantasy and eventually running a site. Uh, And somewhere along the line, you decided you were going to be a lawyer or at least take the LSAT. Is that right? Right.
1: Yeah, so there was this period of time where I really had no idea what I was doing. Um, basically, feel like I'm I'm still kind of there, but uh, whatever. So uh, yeah, uh, I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, I thought I might want to go to law school, uh, so I just uh, almost compulsively started studying for the LSAT, uh, and I took all of the past LSATs uh, like as study test. Uh, you know, like self-administered them and, you know, read through like the uh, like Princeton guide for the LSAT or whatever it is, uh, and actually took the test. And then uh, after the test, it was like, okay, okay I'm done with that. And then never, <laughs> never, uh, never applied to, to law school. Uh, never really thought about it. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was just something to distract me. From the fact that I had no idea what I was doing with my life.
3: So let me just say, um, and by the way, uh, for our studio audience um, and listeners at home, uh, Matt's downplaying it a teeny bit. Uh, he didn't take the LSAT. He crushed the LSAT. He was the Chris Conley of the LSAT. Um <laughs> I don't mean that as an insult. That's the best comp I, I've ever <laughs> seen. I think that seen. actually
1: is the perfect, the perfect comp. <laughs> right, right. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. In terms of, in terms of like the structure of uh, performance and then how that career has gone, I think that was the perfect comp.
3: Yeah. So I've been um, a Friedman fan. I think the kids now say Stan. Is that right, Devin? Stan.
4: Yeah, they say that's Stan,
3: and that's a uh, that's hearkening back to the old Eminem song, uh, Stan, which I think was about um, Stan Lee of Marvel fame. Is that right? And how he was a big fan of his work.
1: I do not believe that is the uh, the proper the proper context.
3: Uh, uh, listen, I'm I'm pretty well connected uh, to what's cool and what's hip. I've got my finger on the pulse. Okay, I'm a real Stan Lee of, um, the trends, so, excuse me, uh, uh, there's a cat on the set, <laughs> there was, there was a dog early but I was a Friedman Stan, um, uh, be honest, uh, uh, in those early, uh, Halcyon days of yore, in 2013, uh, was that weird? Did I creep you out with my fandom? Uh, no, definitely
1: not, um, I mean, I think what was nice about the the early days, uh, especially with Rotoviz, was that um, there were so many people who were uh, just kind of interested in what was happening, and like we had a really smart and dedicated audience. Uh, and so it didn't seem abnormal for anyone in the audience to be really obsessed with fantasy sports or anything like that, because we were super obsessed with fantasy sports or for them to kind of want to get in on the conversation because that's really what we were like the, the way that fantasy douche phrased it was that like, we were all self taught hacks, Mm. which is like, uh, like I think very accurate um, and like appropriately descriptive of the way that we thought of ourselves. So if someone in the audience kind of wanted to join in as a self-taught hack, that made total sense. Um, so, uh, no, it, it never, it never seemed weird for anyone, uh, in the early days, uh, to, to kind of be a, not, not even necessarily obsessed with us, but obsessed
3: with anything that we were saying. Uh, how about when I wrote a column and I called it the Friedman Report? <laughs> I mean, that was just funny. I'm going to say something uh, sincere here, and maybe it's not the best um, show talk, but I, I want you to hear it. Uh, the first thing I admired about your writing was um, when you felt like saying something, and maybe it was controversial or maybe it was uh, political in, in a format where you wouldn't expect something political, you just went ahead and you did it. Um, what was that like the first time you decided to kind of take a position about something not related to football in a football article?
1: Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean I think it was in those days of people posting the way that they felt on Facebook Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, so that was kind of like dragged over, uh, into and informed the writing, uh, that I did for fantasy. And so it, it actually didn't feel like it was anything that was out of the ordinary. Um, and, uh, I, I don't think that fantasy douche particularly liked it. Um, but I think he didn't necessarily want to put up the fight all the time to, uh, to take all of those things out. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I, I think sometimes he
3: would just let it stand. I uh, I think it's great that he had a, a culture um, back then and even resonating today where uh, you would feel comfortable at least hitting submit and seeing what makes it through. Uh, do you? <laughs> yeah,
1: that was, that was always the key. It's like, I'm going to send this and uh, some of it might get cut and whatever, it, you know, d- it was just it's like not like a sensor to see what makes it through, but it's just like uh, like a filter. Right. You know, right. And and I think it's actually um, I mean, I don't I wouldn't do that now just for a few reasons. But one of them being like, I don't want to put that stress on another editor. Uh, And then also, like, I don't want to um, I also want to waste the mental energy of trying to craft something that I know might not make it through. Mm.
3: Uh, Wouldn't you have a significant say in what makes it through uh, at labs?
1: Well, yeah. So there's writing I do at Labs and ra- writing I do for uh, Action Network, and it's all you know, kind of it's all under the same umbrella. And I mean, I I do have some say, but you know, like there there are other editors. Uh, you know, I like I'm not the final say mm. on my pieces. Like someone else reads them before I you know I publish them, and that's how it should be. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm not the final say. Like it, it, and at this point, I'm not even close to writing anything. Uh, significantly um, I'm not going to be able to come up with the the exact word I want here but uh, I mean I'm not saying anything controversial enough that anyone would be like oh no we have to take this out although the the closest thing I did get a, a week ago uh, I wanted to describe someone's production profile as chode-like. <laughs> uh, so I just, I went ahead and sent a quick slack message to one of the ed- other editors and being like, uh, I can't, uh, I can't, I shouldn't do this, right? And he's like, yeah, that's hilarious, but probably not.
3: I'm, I'm, so, tra- I'm trying to think about who, who, who could have played last week uh, in a way that was like uh, short and fat and like uh, girthy. Who had a girthy performance last week? <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, it's.
1: I'm not going to say the name, and, it, it, and it's not based on just one week. It's sort of like the overall production profile of the season. I see. Yeah, is okay. it Carlos Hyde? <laughs> just, I just want to say, link you, you are not far off. Uh, it is a, that is on the right track. We'll
4: narrow. We'll narrow it down.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah, think of think of someone who has maybe even a beefier. Uh, <laughs> type of volume production uh-huh. but is highly inefficient.
3: Ooh. I mean you take away a couple of Fournette long runs and
1: mm-hmm. nope. I mean I'm not I'm not gonna say that it's
3: Leonard Fournette. I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. <laughs> we'll we'll move on um from from the show talk. And Dev we can do a segment on that. Um if you think that works. Chode of of the Week.
4: The Matt Matt (laughs) Friedman Chode of the Week. Matt Matt walks so the Salise Report could run. uh, Yeah, we're going to do that.
3: Um, uh, Okay, so you guys have um, a solid uh, Twitter presence over at Fantasy Labs, over at Action Network, and uh, something I always like to read is um, the interesting prop bets you guys get into. um, And they're... I don't know. They're they're not the typical stuff. I'm not a prop better. Uh, what's a what's a prop bet that really tickled your fancy, Matt?
1: So are we talking about uh, football, or I'm assuming we're talking about something? We're talking something about
3: else. we're talking about anything. Anything you can bet on.
1: <laughs> I mean the kind of classic time of this was, uh, when we had the, the fantasy labs retreat in Florida a couple of years ago, and I got paid $500 to talk in a British accent to my wife when I got home, <laughs> which is that's, that was the peak of, um, I would say like fantasy labs profligacy of, uh, paying me $500 to, and I had to record it, oh uh, God. without my wife knowing <laughs> I, I couldn't, I couldn't break like she the we were trying to do it in such a way to where like she would think that it was kind of legit like she would obviously know that something is going on but i couldn't let on that it was a joke like i had to try to play it as straight as i could uh and so i recorded that for about 10 minutes Uh, and it's basically just 10 minutes of my wife being like what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like, why, why are you talking like that? And like you're talking like what? I can't do. I can't do it for The whole time I was in my head, I was trying to do Harry Potter. Um, I, I hear but that. Like I'm just I'm horrible at voices. Like that's a thing. Uh, so uh, yeah, that that's probably the the biggest uh,
3: prop that that I've had. Um. I will let you pay me five hundred dollars, and we can both do British accents for the duration of this show. How does that sound?
1: That sounds horrible, and I would not do that.
3: Uh, what, what if I asked you uh, this? What will you say then? What will you say it was a good idea? That's really good. <laughs> um, that,
1: that's scarily good. Really? Uh, no, Devin, I, I
3: Devin still would not. hates it.
1: Devin says I it's mean, crap. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, compared to what I can do, I, it's gold. So, yeah, that may be true. Yeah. Well, thank yeah. you.
3: Well, thank, I'm feeling really good. I like that a lot. Um, yeah.
1: It's not that you are <laughs> that you're tall. It's just that I'm very short. That's that's how it goes.
3: you know, uh, Matt, Dev, uh, sometimes after a big win, uh, I feel like I'm the man. But other times, I feel like I'm the man in the box. Um, Matt. <laughs> that, was, that was really good. I, I, I would be remiss if we didn't talk about some grunge music, man. And, and Dev's like, oh, make sure you ask Matt about 90s grunge music. I'm like, Dev. As if there's like '70s grunge music that I should be asking about. That's Instead, good. there's a there's a three year span. Uh, 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 first off, uh, uh, Matt, for our listeners and audience who definitely don't know, what's grunge?
1: I mean, that's like the existential question. <laughs> but I, I guess if if we want to be like you know, kind of open about it, grunge would be like the style of music we'll say that started roughly in uh in 1990. Uh, and continued into maybe early 1995, uh, you know, most identified with, uh, the Seattle sound, but there are other bands, obviously not from Seattle that could be included in that, uh, where there's kind of like this, um, this postmodern mentality of the, um, like, I don't want to say like the weariness of life, but like the heaviness Mm -hmm. of life. Um, and the angstiness of your inability to uh, control your life or to take the control of your life the way that you would maybe want to. And, and then all of that is sort of like steeped into um, like this particular sound uh, that is uh, kind of like derivative of heavy metal, um, like a mix of like heavy metal and punk kind of, mm. uh, and then uh, imbued with this like stylistic um, ethos of like the Northwest uh, so that there's lots of like flannel and uh, you know, hair that hasn't been washed in days. Uh, and you know, and jeans with holes in them and uh, like, you know, Doc Martens, um, that's that's grunge. That was a, a really
3: uh, rambling explanation. So basically uh, every uh, 2019 podcaster is is very grunge. <laughs> it's, it, it, uh, from, from what I'm hearing, yeah, at least stylistically. Stylistically,
1: uh, yeah, probably a little, a little grungy. Yeah. Is Pearl Jam grunge? Yeah, I mean, yeah, Pearl Jam is definitely grunge, but on the um, on the sleeker side of grunge. Yeah.
4: Yeah, I had uh, for for people who who grew up. You know, as 90s kids, this would be very offensive. But for people like a generation or two later, uh, a lot of them really view those bands as sort of flattened together. And I somebody said to me that they considered Pearl Jam and Dave Matthews Band to basically be the same band. And that kind of blew my mind with regards to like how I conceived of grunge. Because like you're saying, Pearl Jam at that time seemed, because they were so big like almost the center of it for a for a long time but really they if from a different perspective they're just like another jam band from the 90s yeah
1: i mean that's i i think that's fair and they definitely um as opposed to uh, a group like uh nirvana which like was grounded in very tight song structure um like they definitely could like let it flow a little bit more with like the the guitar solos and, and the way that they they came together as a band like yeah they are very much of a like much more of a jam band than anyone else uh that's associated with uh with grunge i think just and i think part of that is because uh in mike mccready they have i would say the best lead guitarist of any grunge band so like they have to sort of expand a little bit to let him do things that are more kind of like rock starry type of things that other grunge bands just didn't have to let their guitarists do because I would say like in a it, this might sound like very pessimistic but like because their guitarists couldn't do those things.
3: Um. Okay. Uh, uh. Matt, this has been a a highly highly serious Uh, a professional, regimented interview, but I'm going to ask you to get a little silly, man. Uh, Every guest who comes on, every single one, uh, without exception, uh, they have to tell a joke. And uh, my request is that it's uh, a pocket joke. If I say pocket joke, do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, no. Okay, well, like, um, in the pre-internet days, uh, you might go to a family function and you've got some uh, goofy uncle or, or aunt... Uh, who has some some jokes with a setup and a punchline and then you kind of keep it in your pocket and you tell your friends on the playground and and maybe you've got like a a a really racy joke uh, or maybe you've just got a really good joke but the point is you carry a joke in your pocket for an occasion that you might need a joke um so if at all possible uh, i'd like you to tell us a joke with a with a setup and a punchline is that something you can um pull off yeah, I mean,
1: I I wish that you would have uh, given me some notice on this. Right, I have to say it's extremely uh, unprofessional of you not to have <laughs> included this in the outline.
3: Uh, yeah, um, that's, that, that, well, maybe if you listened to the show that you literally greenlit, uh, you would have some idea <laughs> that this was coming. But um, I digress. <laughs> Let's put you on the spot, Matt Friedman.
1: Okay. So I, so I just tell the joke. You that's, just, that's what I do. You just right tell
3: here. the joke, baby. That's it. And if okay. the audience likes it, you get the round of applause. If they hate it, you get the hail of booze. Okay? And, and, okay. and I don't control the audience. You know, you do.
1: Okay. So, uh, there were these, these kids, these college students who were studying abroad in Ireland. So, you know, they, they get there, uh, and they, you know, they're at this nice, like, you know, seaside town or whatever. Then they go into the bar, and they, you know, order around Guinness because they, you know, want to be legit. Uh, and uh, you know, they look at the end of the bar and there's this old timer there who's uh, you know, probably been there most of the day, seems pretty intoxicated and just just talking to himself. Not talking to anyone we're talking, just talking to himself. Uh and you know, they look at him and they're like, What's going on with this guy? And so he looks over and he sees them staring at him and he says, Hey, what you looking at? <laughs> and they're like, Oh damn, like we're we're really in for it. He's like I bet you know about me, don't you? And they're like, I, we, we don't know who you are. He's like, all right, well, let me tell you. <laughs> and so he, he pulls them over to one side of the bar and they can look out this window. And, you know, they're looking out at the sea in the wharf right there. And there's this this ship. And he says, you see that boat? I built that boat. But do they call me McGregor, the boat builder? No. <laughs> and so he, he takes them over to this other side of the bar and there's a, a window. You know, it looks out on, on the road and there, there's this fence you know a really good looking fence and he says you see that fence I built that fence it was dilapidated but I mended it do they call me mcgregor the fence mender <laughs> no and then he takes him over to the other side of the bar and there's another window and you know they're looking out at this building and you see that building i laid it brick by brick but did they call me mcgregor the stonemason no but if you fuck one sheep <laughs>
3: folks, stick around. Next week, we've got Salvatore Stefanelli that be it!
2: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about.